I start today's episode with lines by Atticus, an anonymous poet whose face the world is yet to see, since he comes to all his readings wearing a full face mask. My young life burnt me alive. The poet came from the ashes, but the words came from the fire. Welcome to Instant Noodles, a podcast where I talk to individuals in their 20s and try to explore with them ideas such as identity, sexuality, work culture, their struggles and their desires. On today's show, we have Om Kamath, who has spent his 21 years studying and living in the city of Bangalore. Om is an aspiring theatre artist, who I can also call a long-term friend. While he continues to nurture the dream of conquering the world of Dota, animals, mental health and deep friendships continue to be the bedrock of his world. I'm your host, Meher Zariwala. Hi Om, welcome to the Instant Noodles podcast. Um, It's great to have you here. Uh, first question, how do you like your instant noodles? It depends on the noodles. If it's Maggie, I prefer it cooked. Mm. But if it's YY, I prefer it raw. And YY cooked is pretty good, but you can also eat it raw. Okay. Maggie, you can only eat cooked. So it's just like munching them like chips. And you crush them with the spices and mix them up. The YY? Yeah. And your Maggie is like just plain Maggie or you cheese. like spices? Maggie with cheese. Okay, <laughs> just cheese. Yeah. Okay, so of course I I know you from when you were what nine ten yeah maybe yeah maybe so, younger yeah so it's the last ten years I've of course been seeing you experiencing and doing so many things but um, in in your view uh, is there something that sort of like stands out or uh, any phases any things from the last ten years that that I've shared with you. Or which you'd like to share on the No, no, you, when you uh, hit me, assaulted a child <laughs> when I was 10 and then you beat me up. So we want to put that on record. Yeah, yeah. It's the first memorable thing. Okay. But uh, apart from that, what else like in your own personal journey? Having dogs. Hmm. That really stands out. Yeah, just like coming home and then your dogs are so excited to see you. That's, yeah, that feeling. Okay, and um, how many dogs have you had in, in the last like uh, seven, eight years? Seven, eight years? Uh, so I had two, hmm. uh, three. So I had a dog called Yoda from hmm. when I was seven till I was 20. Okay. And uh, then we adopted two uh, rescue dogs, hmm. Nero and Mickey. So in the past uh, six, seven years, I've had two dogs. Okay. It's three dogs, sorry. And, and all the dogs play a really important role. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a tattoo of Yoda's name mm. on my arm. I have depression and anxiety, mm. like diagnosed with subclinical depression and generalized anxiety disorder and ADHD. So I have some phases which I'm feeling a little rough and a little down. And during those phases, just in the night, like lying down on my bed next to Yoda and just like cuddling him mm. and just talking. I mean, mm. is something that I don't think I can do with another human being. Mm. Like, I don't feel like it's not the same because you're talking to him, you know, he doesn't understand, but mm. it doesn't matter what you're going through. He's still there for you. Mm. And do you see them respond differently to your emotions? Uh, 
Not really. I mean, it's always love. Hmm. Like it's always like they want to be pet more or they want to like snuggle up to you. Hmm. Yeah. So how how was it losing Yoda because he's been there for so long, especially through your growing years? Yeah, it was hard. Uh, we got Nero. Yoda died on July twelfth, two thousand twenty, and we got Nero and Mickey. I think July twentieth or so. So, uh, it's not like replacing a dog because nothing can replace Yoda. Mm. But yeah, it's it's something that is hard to lose, but you can find it. Like I'm, how the time I have with Yoda and the time I have with Nero and Mickey are going to be very different. Mm. Since I think they have different personalities, so yeah, it's not a replacement, but I think it's something that I always want. I always want a dog around me, mm. and I think I'll remember each one of them. So okay, the last um, you know decade has also been moving from different schools because you moved to different schools yeah. and then you went uh, pre college and then into college. So how how has that been? Anything really stands out about that entire experience? Yeah, I've shifted a lot of schools. I was in Prakriya first, then I was in Primus, uh, then after that I went to an alternative school called Bangalore Steiner School. After that, I went to Oak Ridge, then I went to Saint Joseph's, and I'm currently studying in Christ. Okay. So a lot of shifts. The big one that stands out is the alternative school. Mm. Uh, it was very different, and I think it's a beautiful way of teaching. Mm. But I don't think it's very applicable applicable to the whole world around it. So after I came out of that school, I was very underprepared for exams mm. and this way that things are taught elsewhere. Mm. I was very prepared; like it helped me. It certainly gave me a lot of life skills. We had things like gardening, uh, woodwork, mm. knitting, stitching. So it certainly had like a lot of life skills aspect where we did things more practically. So I think in that aspect, it has helped me, but. It was very jarring coming out of hmm. the alternative school to go back into an exam system. Hmm. So, do you think alternate schools don't work because the rest of the world is not designed like that? Yeah, I think like in Europe, a lot of times it works because the school is part of this community. Hmm. So, like a whole community will follow uh, hmm. anthroposophy or yeah. So, the world of education is supported there, hmm. but. Here it's just like the school is the community, and mm. out to the school you go outside and you hang out with kids who are like, "Oh, I had exams," and you're like, mm. uh, "I built a treehouse." Mm. So yeah, it's it'll constantly in that age group you'll always be the odd one out when you hang mm. out with people from other schools, and then once you have to go back into this exam system again from the to the regular conventional schools, mm. it's hard mm. because we were not taught in a way that where you mug up or you write exams. But that's the entire academic bit of it. But yeah. Apart from the academic, what about? Yeah. So I think every piece works mm. if it was in the ideal world of the philosophy. Mm. So I think like the agriculture aspect of it, and like eating healthy, works if you live in a community that's able to sustain that. Mm. But say in Bangalore, we don't. Mm. Like my parents prefer organic food, but we still get like regular tea and regular sugar. We can't. Grow everything, or mm. have a community that does that. Mm. So yeah, it. I think in an ideal world for that philosophy, it would work. But mm. in the current world, I don't think they apply. So net net, if you were given a choice of going to a regular school versus an alternate school, given that, um, given your personality, uh, 
what would you choose? If like right now, in like yeah. the current world, yeah. I would choose regular school. Mm-hmm. I would be miserable, right. but I would be equipped to deal with it. But that that entire experience would also leave some amount of impact, right? Like yeah, so the was... alternative school, if I took that approach, which I did, it was great for those few years. Mm-hmm. But then once I hit the... Hmm. regular education system is back to being miserable like about academics okay so i think if i was just miserable my whole life it would be good <laughs> but then i got to experience this fun part but i had to write go right back to being miserable so if i didn't know alternative schools existed i didn't know about them hmm. then i would you know be happier hmm. but since i know they exist and i know that i can't get that right hmm. now so yeah hmm. it's like for example you're really hungry and somebody just gives you like one spoon of something, that would be worse because you, then your, your hunger would get bigger because you want more of it, but mm. they take it away. So you'd rather prefer to be perpetually hungry? Yeah, I would rather prefer to be perpetually hungry without knowing there's something to eat. Mm. Like pigeons, you know, they're not sad that they don't have movies. Mm. They don't know what they are. It doesn't exist to them. Okay. Okay, so before we, we move on, anything else uh, comes to your mind uh, that stands really out from the last seven, eight years? Uh, I mean, a lot of the treks I did with your group. Mm. And then, of course, going to Korea together. Mm. That stood out, yeah. Uh, okay, that was with me, but without me, any things that you did? Hmm. Not really, I won an arm wrestling tournament in uh, okay. 11th, but not really. <laughs> okay. I don't remember most of. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so if I were to ask, are there like any central ideas or things that have occupied your mind uh, in the recent years? What comes to mind? So, in the recent years, I've been diagnosed with subclinical depression and then recently with generalized anxiety disorder. And when I was a kid, I was diagnosed with ADHD. So the goal, at least like my main thing, mm. is to do things that make me feel better mm. or make me feel happy. Yeah, to the last couple of years, it's been to get in a space in my mind and in the real world where I can be happy and comfortable most of the time. Mm. And um, are there um, people or are there systems around that have actually helped you think more and sail through these things? Oh, for sure. People, uh, when I was going through the worst of it, I always had people to talk to. So I feel hmm. I was very lucky with that, that I had parents and friends who wouldn't like, I was not scared that they would judge me hmm. or think less of me because I told them this. And after I told them this, all of them tried to be as helpful as they could mm. and support me in any way. So like I have a best friend called Om Shetty and say for example I was having a really bad day and I called him, he would come over and just we'd do something silly. Mm. Like if it was if I wanted to talk, we'd talk and then we'd I don't know, play a game on mm. the phone, on my computer, do something that silly to just laugh and mm. feel a little better. For those few minutes it felt good. So yeah, I've been very lucky with that. Dogs have always I mean, it doesn't matter how shit your day has been. Mm. When you come home and your dogs run up to you to greet you, like for that split second, everything's mm. perfect. So yeah, so I feel lucky. Mm. So core friends, uh, your dogs, um, and, and my family. And your family, okay. And um, how does 
apart from that, uh, did you seek professional help for these things? And were there people there who were supportive? Uh, yeah, so I was going through a really bad phase of my depression in 11th and 12th. And after that, my mom came up to me and she said, hey, I've been seeing these patterns. I think you may be depressed. Uh, I would like for you to go to a psychiatrist so he can diagnose you and see what's up. And then I, we did. I was, I'm was i very open to that. I was not. So I said, yeah, I've not been feeling great. So if someone's going to be able to help me. Mm. Good. So we went to a psychiatrist and he uh, diagnosed me with subclinical depression. Mm. And we started meds, mm. which are helpful. I mean, there are still times where I'm not feeling great, but the meds are helpful. Uh, and then very recently, like a week or so ago, uh, I went to meet another psychiatrist and she said there is residual depression, but she's also diagnosed me with generalized anxiety disorder and ADHD, which is something mm. I've been diagnosed for before. And yeah, so because of that, in between that period, I've seen therapists and it's surely been helpful for a small part, but like it's good talking to somebody mm. that's not really involved in your life. Mm. So you can tell them anything without worrying about it affecting your life. And yeah, but I, that that's it. Like during those sessions, it was great. But after that, I just went back to being mm. not that great. Yeah. So, so two follow-up questions to that. Um, when that diagnosis, diagnosis came out, how did that make you really feel? Did it... Uh, sort of validate what you were already feeling or it came uh, as a surprise? Yeah, I knew it, it validated, but not like I was like, oh, yes, now I know it. It was just that it was a step that I had to go through to mm. get to medication. Like I can't just mm. go and start taking pills because mm. I'm not sure what to do about it. I knew I had, I was like 99.9% .9 sure I had mm. anxiety and depression. Mm. And even after I got diagnosed with depression, I talked to my therapist about anxiety, which I know I had. Mm. And then until recently, I didn't get diagnosed with it. So it's not been surprising. It's been good in a way that a professional acknowledges it. So they'll like know what to do next. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've always known it. So, so through that entire phase, you also took like a gap here, right? Where yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, uh, sure. I took a gap here. I had a very, very short stint at uh, a place called Prani. Mm. It's an animal sanctuary. And then I interned for my theater teacher. And I also went to career counseling during that gap year mm -hmm. just to figure out what I wanted to do. I didn't want to start a degree and then three years later be like, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. So I took that gap year, figured out what I liked. I got very lucky to be able to get a course which had three subjects that I'm really interested in mm -hmm. at Christ. And so I'm doing theater, English literature and psychology. Okay. Um, so last question on that entire topic. Do you think that because I hear that from a uh, lot of adults and by adults I mean people who are say in their 30s and 40s that they feel that they're surrounded by a lot of young people uh, whether they're in their teens or in their 20s who are uh, consistently talking about how anxiety is part of their life uh, something which they find um, strange um, and some who also judge it and say that maybe uh, it's a little dramatic that the young people are being. Do you have an opinion about that? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it wasn't, it didn't have a term and it didn't have a treatment. Mm. So it was not as recognized. 
but also i think that for sure people like younger people have definitely got more prone to getting uh depression and anxiety mm-hmm. just with social media and technology and not having to do much and constantly seeing the best version of other people's lives is downputting to some people who who may not have had depression but got mm-hmm. it yeah i so i think it's there is a little bit ex- more of it and i think most people if you sit down and talk to them mm-hmm. without being like how dare you say that mm-hmm. like hear their opinion out and then talk to them and why they think like that mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah most people will be open up to that and do you think some people are um, truly having uh, see anxiety or is that something that may not be present but people are still expressing uh, i think a lot of people do express anxiety i mean everybody does mm. it's just different degrees mm. and the problem is when that anxiety reaches a degree that you cannot function mm. that it's hindering you where i would had no social life mm. because i was very anxious about oh, what are they going to think what are they going to say and stuff like that so yeah it when it, when it comes to that point when it is hindering your everyday life mm. that's when i think you go and seek help mm. i mean if you have anxiety you think you have anxiety seek help sure but you get on medication and stuff when it's hind- like it's ruining your day mm. like you're not able to function because of that like with depression i wasn't getting out of my bed mm. like with anxiety I, i didn't much have much of a social life and so that's when i went there and got treated for them mm. but there are some people who do feel anxious about everything but they're still able to move through their life mm. so certainly like talking to a therapist would probably help lighten that load mm. but yeah mm, okay so next question um what do you think is really great about like being young in say 2022 and like what are some of the misgivings Uh, of being young in today's times uh great part is technology i mean cuz we're open up to every culture we're able to see every culture we're able to learn about things that we would not have learned without mm-hmm. it uh and that's personally like through google or mm-hmm. instagram or whatever or reddit you or uh, learn these certain things that you would never learn like you learn about other people's lives mm. who are living a completely different life from yours like we mm. listen to an uh, american show mm. and their lifestyle is so different from the one we live mm. and normally we wouldn't be open up to that and i think nowadays the world is moving in a good direction to be more uni culture not uni cultural but uh, accepting to all races where we mix mm. in one Well yeah so it's closer than it's ever been i mean mm. everyone's able to understand the lifestyle all people are living mm. and get information like if i before technology like google existed mm. or facebook or instagram existed i wanted to learn facts i would have to go to like a library and read a book mm. right but now i can just open up my phone and just scroll through an instagram page that gives you mm. like animal facts mm. or i can google it and get thousands of them mm. so it helps in that way but i think one of the misgivings is again technology where the social media part of it where you're constantly seeing people who you kind of know in real life mm. but they're always portraying their best life mm. like nobody is actually like taking a picture when they're like taking mm. a shit and like mm. oh this is a really bad shit it's like when they're partying with their friends and they're happy mm. or 
like when they're doing something. Mm. So the so, best version yeah. of themselves. So I think that's very harming to people where they see these people and like, oh, they're having so much fun and I'm not. Mm. Or they have so many friends and I don't. Mm. Or whatever, yeah. So, so this entire technology, I think you've somewhere also, or maybe still do, uh, through this entire technology universe, uh, entered into the world of gaming and made yeah. connections and friends there. Do you want to talk about that? Oh uh, yeah. So I uh, I played Dota uh, with my school friends a lot, and I made a lot of friends who I never met in person, mm-hmm. probably never will, but. For those few hours that we'd play every day, it would be like fun conversation. So I was not going through a great time in my life during the 11th and 12th period. And the highlight of my day was when I'd play with those guys. Because mm. I'd be miserable the whole day waiting for that moment where I could just play mm. with these guys and we could just talk and have fun and yeah, relax. So in that way it helped. In the, in recently, I've been playing a lot of games with my two closest friends. Mm. And during the whole lockdown thing, it helped all of us a great deal because not only were we not able to meet each other, we weren't able to meet our other friends and mm. none of us are very social. People are constantly texting each other. So when we play games together, it would feel like a hangout. Mm. Yeah. And technology's made that yeah. possible. So tell me, I'm sure um, young young people or, or even old people are intelligent enough to know that what they're seeing online is really not, is, is just the best version. I think but younger still, people are still not fully there. Okay. I mean, a lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Hmm. So they know that it's not the complete real version, but they still get affected by it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or they don't, like much younger people, like my sister hmm. who's 12, they don't know it's not the real version. Hmm. And then as they that... grow up, I f- they figure out like, yeah, it's not, but still some people still stay in that. Hmm. So it's difficult to distinguish between yeah. how much is real and how much is real. Like when I hang out with certain friends, they always like take pictures for Instagram and stuff. But they never just take a picture of Instagram and we're chilling. It's like, hmm. oh, we dressed up, let's take a picture. Oh, we go to this place, let's take a picture here. Hmm. Which, sure, I mean, they obviously want to portray the best parts of their lives. But I think it's when the viewer looks at it and thinks that's their whole life. Hmm. That every moment is yeah. like that. Hmm. Okay, so what's Ohm's version of like chilling and how do you like define, you know, work and play? Uh, my version of chilling is not doing anything. Mm. I mean, I'm constantly chilling. It's just some, I'm always outwardly chilling. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so like something happens, I don't get very chaotic or, I mean, like inside I'm very anxious, but mm. Outside, I'm able to process things. So, yeah, uh, I'm always chilling. Mm. But my favorite things that I do to like recharge are just hang out with friends mm. and cuddle up and sleep with my dogs, maybe watch mm. a couple TV shows, but that's about it. Mm. And, and how does work look like, whether it's... Uh, work, right now, is college. And for me, I mean, this is very basic, but in the future, I assume work will be things that earn me money. Mm. I mean, obviously there are certain other things like buying groceries and stuff, which also work. Mm. But I think if I'm at a place where I'm feeling good Mm. and I'm able to, my work is also going great. I feel like the small activities like shopping for groceries and all can also become fun. Mm. 
Like I'm, like I'm going, I'm staying with a couple of friends. I'm like, let's go get groceries. I feel like that trip could be a lot more fun. So I would define work as something that would earn me money. Okay. So, um, is there a lot of, uh, so again, just the last question on the whole sort of work and place. So apart from, uh, gaming and about, and chilling with your dogs, like how does the whole, uh, space of, uh, attending college, especially when it's online and, uh, doing that work, how does that look in life right now, I mean, especially when it's all online? Yeah. So the in-person classes are good, like boring but good the online classes i enjoy because i'm able to like play games in the background or just log in and go to sleep if i'm really tired which is good in the moment but then like once exam rolls around i realize like i don't know anything because with in-person classes i'm sitting there and even if i'm not fully paying attention something is going in my head each class so yeah so online has its bonuses now during exam time, I'll be a little stressed. Hmm. But yeah. Okay, so switching tracks, um, would you call yourself uh, a political person? And what what are your views? And if you'd like to share some. A political person sounds like a prime minister, <laughs> certain minister, so I do not consider myself the chief minister. Uh, what I mean is, do you yeah, have yeah. political views? Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't look at politics as two sides. I look at it more like one whole thing, which I think is pretty garbage. But I don't want to go out there and unless I have a better solution, I'm not going to go out there and complain. Like it is garbage. And if there's someone in the system who I feel like is worthy of my work, someone I would actually support, I would do it. But if someone asked me to choose between two things I dislike, Hmm. I would just rather not choose either. Rather not vote for either. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think both sides, probably not the best. And any one that wins, there's always going to be like this Mm -hmm. low level corruption and certain things going on. So I'm not a fan of it. I have opinions on individual topics, but as a whole, I just think Mm -hmm. the whole system, ecosystem of politics right now is pretty trash. And, and you do spend so much time online, so are like um, news ideas, thoughts on the political climate outside, something that you read, something that reaches you, do you think about those things? Uh, I have certain conversations with friends of mine where we discuss what we think on each topic. Mm. But apart from that, it doesn't really occupy my mind too much. Mm. Uh, yeah, obviously, because of social media, most people know about American politics. Mm. Uh, hopefully, people are also keeping an eye on what's happening here. But I feel like everywhere, like I don't think there's a country you can go to where the political system is perfect. And in most countries, it's terrible. Mm. Uh, yeah. I feel like as a system, it could work if everyone was the ideal moral person. Mm. But they're not <laughs> so yeah i don't think it works in our, our world our current society okay so so last question on that so when you said that you talk to your friends about say a particular topic what's the environment like when you guys are uh, discussing it does it get heated do people hold very far left to far right so uh, 
I mean, without discussing talk about it. Yeah, without discussing it, uh, I feel like a lot of people my age right now, at least not. I don't want to say everyone my age, but my peers, most of them are left leaning. Hmm. Uh, but I only discuss politics with someone who I'm very comfortable with. Like I, hmm. for important serious topics, I would only discuss it with someone I'm very comfortable with because hmm. uh, I know that it's not gonna get heated or they're gonna. Hmm. So even if I talk to my best friend and we don't agree on something, we're not going to get into a fight hmm. because he, I respect his opinion. He respects mine. So yeah, so I only talk about it with people that I feel like I can respect their opinion, and they'll do the same for me. Hmm. So I know if I go out there and say something online, like if I put a Twitter post out, there are going to be a lot of people who agree with me, but there'll be a lot of people who disagree with me hmm. as well, and I don't care for their opinion. Hmm. So I yeah, these matters are only discussed with a close friend or with someone who I feel like is level-headed and mm. we can have like a civil discussion about it. Because okay. if my opinion is getting someone angry, mm. I don't think I want to communicate with them. Okay, so if it's going to lead to more conflict through conversations, yeah. then you want to stay away from those. And you find that the circle of people or peers that you can actually have those civil conversations is getting smaller and tighter. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's because of society, mm. at least for me. I think it's just because of me growing up and realizing who I really want to talk to. So there are a small circle of maybe like 10 people mm. that include like my friends and some members of my family who I'd be willing to talk to about these things. Mm. But yeah, that's it. Mm. But I don't think it has, I mean, for certain people, it might have like things with social media and stuff that they don't want their opinion to be out there. But for me, it's just, I don't care where my opinion is. But I only want to discuss it with people whose opinion I respect. So if there's some thing that happens, I would rather get my mom's opinion on it than just a random person mm. online or some classmate. I would rather get my best friend's opinion on it than a classmate's mm. because their opinion would matter to me. Um. Okay, so next question. Um, what, in your opinion, are some misconceptions that the world has of young people today? And uh, are they really being harshly judged for certain things? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've been lucky with the adults who surround me. Mm. And I have somehow found a way to not care about people opinions as long as they don't matter in my life hmm. so if my mom had like a crazy opinion then that would bother me but yeah so i don't really i mean i'm sure there are people out there who are being judged or their parents are telling them all oh, young people are always doing this hmm. and i've been lucky in the fact where i've not really had that hmm. so i don't think my opinion on that is something that should <laughs> exist <laughs> And even like, for example, when you took a gap year or when you said that you want to go to, say, a therapist, um, you were surrounded by, of course, adults who accepted that. But apart from that, you did not get, say, thoughts, energies from around of people who thought that that was strange. I mean, it may exist, but I didn't care about it. Like. Mm. My the adults, the people who matter to me accepted it. Hmm. So say if some distant relatives, they go, how can you do that? I don't give a shit about our opinion. So yeah. So how have you reached that space in your head, right? I do not know. Where you just don't care about yeah. other people. Like if I'm going to meet new people, I'm very anxious about hmm. 
what how I'm gonna mm. have my first impression of them or whatever. Mm. But once the event is over, mm. then it doesn't matter to me unless there's someone important. So would if I say that has that also then limited the number of new people who've actually entered your life because uh yeah but it's done quality over quantity so it has limited the amount of new people but all the people that i do surround myself with i think are great people and very accepting but then there are lots more checks that you put uh before you let people in uh sure i mean i'm very open i talk to anyone about anything mm. it's just to be very comfortable with someone uh that's what i actually think being a true friend is at least for me mm. where i'm not really good friends or friends with someone unless i'm able to be comfortable around them but it would be fair to say that you've you've like you said quality over quality so it's been deep friends have been the ones that you made early on in life and so uh, through college as well i'm making friends maybe they may, it may not be like as much of a connection as i have with my friends who when mm-hmm. i was younger but i feel very safe and comfortable around them and mm-hmm. i enjoy spending time with them so yeah it has increased but at a very small number because mm-hmm. i'm not someone who enjoys going out partying and stuff i mm-hmm. prefer to chill at home with a few friends who i'm comfortable with and yeah and what about adults apart from the primary adults who were actually yeah so my parents uh, my aunt and uncle who stay close by mm. and my cousin uh and then there are few family friends like you and uh stuff that yeah those are the adults and there are a lot of other adults in my life like mm. teachers and distant relatives mm. or just relatives who come and stays over and sure but to me their opinion on certain subjects doesn't matter to me mm. like i don't care if they think a certain thing is unacceptable as long as my parents and my friends and i think it's a good idea mm. then yeah <coughs> do you find your peers struggle with that uh some hmm and yeah like i've had a few friends who do struggle with that because the adults in their life that they surround themselves with are not always supportive with hmm. them and sometimes it's their parents sometimes it's other family extended family yeah Okay. Um what do you think about joining the workforce? How does that make you feel and um you know starting to find where you want to work, uh people you're going to be working with. Do you spend time thinking about joining the workforce or your thoughts on that? Uh Yeah, I I'm lucky that I'm studying three subjects that I'm uh fond of so any stream that i do get into i feel like i'll be much happier than i would be at a regular job getting into the workforce i'm hoping to find something which provides me with enough financial stability to support myself and if in the need my family uh but i'd also like to do something that i enjoy i would rather work somewhere where i'm enjoying and get financial stability and i know that's not always possible but i'd like to find a balance where i'm able to get financial stability but i'm also able to do work that i enjoy or if not enjoy i don't hate mm. when i have to get up and go or i have to go to work i don't want it to be a feeling of dread and um is that thought disturbing that you may or may not find it at that intersection of what you like it what does make you stressed 
it is but i think it would be much more worrying once i'm out of college and actually into that mm. but as for now i know what i'm looking for and mm. i'm going to try and find it once i enter the workforce if i don't then i'll probably start getting a lot more anxious <laughs> than i'm now so so theater has been part of of your life in you were young and you're also studying theater so is um, theater going to somewhere featured in the future when you start working is that uh yeah if all everything goes well i'll work in theater mm. uh as either an actor or director or backstage sound technician something along those lines i'd love to work in theater if uh but the problem with theater is it's not a very good paying well paying job so if uh i'm able to find a good opportunity after college i will probably do it if i'm not then i will probably work on something in psychology and once i'm able to support myself financially i might go back into doing something in theater and is does the world of cinema and movies somewhere also align with your work in theater Oh uh, yeah so I enjoy uh good movies good TV shows good theater but for me that's not the allure of the art like I don't see an actor acting on screen or on stage and go oh I want to be like that it's more so when I do theater I feel very comfortable so yeah I enjoy movies and TV shows and plays but it's not what inspires me to want to do theater so what does inspire you to do theater Uh I just got it as a kid because I thought it would be something fun but I found the thing that does inspire me is when I'm acting or working on a play I feel this sort of excitement so yeah it's that's what ex- inspires me to do it and I feel like I've done theater for a long time and recently like 2 years ago I joined a course in theater so when learning about all the other theory aspects of it I'm able to relate it to things I've done in the past which I didn't know Hmm. Like maybe my theory teacher did an exercise, and now I'm learning about why it's done and how it's hmm. done and what it's called and stuff like that. And um, do you see maybe there are different aspects of within theatre, right? From acting to directing to actually writing. Is there any one particular one that you? Oh uh, like? yeah, my top three would be acting. Acting is number one, but obviously that's if I'm able to. do well enough after course after my course to get a stable job in acting uh but i would prefer to do stage acting rather than on screen uh but also directing and script writing sound very interesting to me so those would be my second and third option and if all of those fail i would probably work in psychology Um so people who are not in their 20s what would you like them to maybe ask or talk more to you know younger people I mean one I probably say be more open minded mm-hmm. and two I say like instead of always lecturing younger people I mean that does help to a certain extent I feel but instead of that being the only interaction maybe talking about your struggles or opening up mm-hmm. to them instead of saying like when I did this mistake so you don't do But instead of them talking about your feeling about current things and how you're feeling, what you're going through, mm. I think that would be a way to bridge any gap, whether it be in age or religion or race or whatever. I think being open-minded and willing to talk about what you're feeling and not judging the other person harshly, mm. I feel 
or do something. And do you think there are topics that they stay away from? Any specific ones in which you I mean, think? sure. Uh, they stay away from topics. I mean, I've been pretty lucky as a Seventh-day adult in my mm-hmm. life, so they've been very open talking to me about things. So, like even sex, education, it was like something that was talked about very openly in my house. And it wasn't mm-hmm. talked about in a way which sexualized people or uh, this is intercourse. It was more so like very educational and like equipping you with the tools to not mess up in the future. Mm-hmm. So that open conversation normalized a lot yeah. of things. And obviously like uh, having some shared interests, like watching movies or... Mm-hmm. Dogs, like with, with my mom, I share love for dogs. So whenever we see something on the internet about a dog, mm. or we have an encounter with a dog, we share mm. that. Mm. So I think like things like that could help. Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting thought, right? Like having shared things to do with yeah. young people, uh, rather than saying that that's not a world I understand. But are there things that coincide in an adult's world? And I mean, sure, children do a lot of stupid stuff, but so do adults. <laughs> okay. So. So talk to young people more about the struggles and stupid things they did. They did and not just they did, they're doing now stuff. So like because when they talk about stuff they did in the past, Hmm. it's like they're telling the young people what to do. Hmm. But they never have the opposite thing where they're telling them what they're going through right now and maybe take the advice of Hmm. younger people. Take the advice of younger people. And also I think just in general being more open and accepting. hmm. So be more, share their vulnerabilities, their challenges and maybe take a thought or two from the young people. Okay. Um, do you have any apprehensions as you, you know, begin to start engaging with the world beyond your community, especially because you've had so many open and accepting adults who you've been surrounding, surrounded by. So the ones, the world outside may not have Adults who are similar to that, who are open and... I mean, throughout my whole life, I've found that I've been able to gather people who I feel are more accepting and I'm able to be comfortable with. So, till now, 21, Hmm. I think I've done a good job of navigating even through school and different places. Hmm. So, I'm not too worried. I mean, obviously, going out into a wider community, you're going to face more people. But I feel like I will be able to keep the ones that are more accepting and mm. I like around me mm. and brush off the ones who don't. But sometimes... Sometimes you can't and then you just yeah. deal with it. Like if you have a shitty teacher or mm. a shitty boss, mm. you have to deal with them. So you do it. But if you have like a shitty colleague, you can try and do minimal work with them. And, and how does that sort of link with the anxiety that you feel? Uh, in case uh, yeah, so I'm not very anxious off. about things that are in the hmm. distant future. It's more so about things in the near future. Hmm. So, would it be fair to say that um, managing anxiety that you feel and thinking about the future, you've tried to sort of limit thinking a lot about future and think more about things maybe in the moment? Uh, not really. So, I think about it. But I don't make like a very structured, detailed plan. I still have a plan mm. of what I want to do, what I want to do. And I have a plan of what the ideal world would be. Mm. And then take the challenges as they come. Mm. Okay, so last question. Um, 
what are you really looking forward to in the next few you know years is there any dreams any desires that you're nurturing uh in the coming years uh hopefully to be able to start to find something that can start me on a path to being stable financially stable and happy mm. yeah that's just my dream in life like my life's goal is just mm. at every moment to be comfortable mm, yeah stable and comfortable mm. but i don't have to like obviously there always be things that i want which i can't have mm. but i always want like all my needs to be covered but those are the basics anything uh, for example you spoke about prani where you worked with animals um or you spoke about theater so and somewhere in the distant future do you uh dream or think about maybe working more with animals or yeah so uh, i don't know exactly what i want to select as a career path hmm. but my like end goal is to be happy and comfortable right so hmm. anything i'm going to work towards that so maybe if i graduate college and i really think theater is great and i do so i want to work in it more i will try and pursue that and if i see that it's not working out mm. i'll try and find other interests like mm. maybe working in psychology working with animals and mm. see find a path mm. so as i said like i would want to find the next couple years want to find mm. that path which will lead me to what i want my goal to be mm. and in your open and flexible about which area that could be whether it's yeah so yeah or... i have a couple of different options mm. So um any parting thoughts anything you want to share before we end? Um not really. <laughs> <laughs> um any interesting podcast that you're listening to? Really? Yeah, uh this is important. Mm. It's these four comedian friends just talking mm. and I those are the type of podcasts I enjoy where it's just two friends Mm-hmm. giggling about yeah, having some banter uh-huh. another one which interviews a lot of celebrities is Conan O'Brien needs a friend mm-hmm. that's cool because Conan's really funny and they don't talk about things that they would conventionally talk about mm-hmm. on TV shows like promoting a movie they're just like as two celebrities mm-hmm. just talking about whatever they would as friends mm-hmm. and bad friends mm-hmm. and Tiger Belly so Tiger Belly is the name of the podcast yeah Interesting, great. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for having me. Hoping that you liked what you heard on today's episode. You can connect with me on instantnoodlespodcast at gmail dot com to recommend someone for the show or come and be a guest yourself if you're in your twenties. We'll be back with another episode in a fortnight.